Okay, uh, this is the number one Uno episode of the Juice Box. Round of applause, everybody. We fucking did it. All right, see you guys later. Uh, next episode's coming next week. That's right, that's right. Same time, same location. <laughs> same amount of time, just that's right. 15 seconds. 15 seconds, and that's all you need to hear. So uh, my name is uh, Justin, and I am here with my co-host uh friend homo sapien um uh yeah my friend canaan i've had a little bit to drink same 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 but i'm not I human. Try- I'm not human i was a person what i was trying to say was my heterosexual life mate but i couldn't get it out <laughs> you know alcohol man it, it just hit it hit it <clears throat> It, do, it definitely does something to you. Ah, fuck, I forgot to switch this over. That doesn't matter. We're still going. So uh, the way that this is going to work is currently it's me and Kanan. So the original the original idea was to have four people and have everybody kind of bring their subjects to the table. But that's not exactly possible right now. Hence, there's going to be a difference in the audio quality amongst, between, not amongst, uh, between myself and Kanan. So, Hopefully that'll fix itself over time. But the way that it's going to work is I'm going to bring two subjects to the table. Kanan's going to bring two subjects to the table. Or we can just completely segue and go on any tangent we possibly want to. But uh, uh, I guess this week, let's start with you, Kanan. What's your first subject for this week? What did you want to bring to the table? All right, man, look. I'm sure by now everybody's played it. But it's time to talk about the new one. We got to talk about God of War. God of War? Yes. Yes. First one for PS4, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Great reboot. Just wonderful. What are we going to get out of the second? You talking about Ragnarok? (laughs) Yes, sir. Ragnarok. Real quick, quick, I just want to say I can hear your laptop and it just sounds like something's gurgling a bunch of cum in the background. Look, look, the fan is, is um, well, I don't know what's wrong with the fan. There's, there's something wrong with it. It's a piece you of got, shit. Um, you got you got like 10 pounds of cum stuck in the fan or something because, man, it just sounds, man. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of nasty. Like, you know, you'll be asleep in the middle of the night and then all of a sudden you'll hear, and you're like, oh, fuck, what's happening? Is, 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 are the Russians invading? No, no. It's just, wow, a, it's just an email. Yep. <laughs> All right, so Ragnarok. I actually never finished. Uh, I, oh my god, that sounds it's it's wow 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 wow. God, I hope I I hope it picks that up whenever I'm editing this. Uh, it definitely will. Craig will pick all of this up. Uh, so <clears throat> sorry, Ragnarok. I actually never finished um, God of War. I mean, I've played the first three in Ascension, but I've never finished the PS4 one. I got all the way to a certain point, and I don't want to throw any kind of spoilers for any listener that hasn't heard it. But um, uh, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, in general, God of War kind of threw me in left field because what? Um, God of War isn't even about like the 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 Greek gods, right? It's about like the Nordic gods or something. Right, right. But supposedly, um, at the end of, by the end of the third original game, uh, there were no Greek gods left because, well, except Aphrodite. Yeah, except Aphrodite. Like, she, she got to live. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that, he, um, then, wait, is Aphrodite Atreus is Atreus Atreus? What is this? The never ending story? Um, boy, is that boy's mother? No, no, no. <laughs> is, no. It, so, is it Atreus? Yes, it is Atreus. Oh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of Atreyu. I'm sorry. So, um, Atreus's mom was actually the woman that you bury a woman in the beginning of the game and it's wait, uh it, do i wait 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 do i need to do we need to say a spoiler because I, I mean i i don't even know but i'm willing to find out okay okay well all right this will be your spoiler alert um you know that's literally in the first two minutes of the game by the way i'm just throw that out there well no 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 i don't mean like i don't mean spoiler is in like oh spoiler alert uh mom died uh uh-huh. no <laughs> like spoiler alert like i don't know who the mom is Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do a spoiler alert for that. So, it come to find out... Really looking forward to be like, oh, is- you, know, you know, Kratos' girlfriend, wife, person, uh, uh, cum dumpster that gave birth to Atreus, that's actually a woman named Samantha or something. Like, that's just kind of underwhelming to not know who she is at all, actually. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, it's a really powerful scene, though. Like, I cry every fucking time I see that. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Like, just Starts just chopping to down the, the tree. Just like, to see ooh. the emotion of fucking Kratos like that. Like, because he's, he's being so stern and fatherly, like, boy. Like, boy. The time, boy. And then, like, the greatest meme of all time. Boy. And then, like, immediately he's just like, he's like, you, your mother taught you to hunt or whatever. And, like, the, you know, Atreus walks away and then like you see a small tear come out of Kratos' eye and it's like, oh, he he still has a little bit of human inside of him. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, you know, you know, it it gets progressively more throughout the game. You start to see Kratos more humanized, which is it's, it's a lot better than it was in the original trilogy that we got, because really all you got was big, strong man, kill everything. Nothing will live. And then no, you, get, you didn't. You didn't say it correctly. It's big, strong man, kill everything, nut and every woman, and then just keep going, kill every yes, single fucking yes, god. True, true. That is also <laughs> something that the new God of War lacked. There was no sex mini game. Who would well, have thought? Yeah. I mean, Who? think think like, about it though. I mean, out of respect to Atreus's mother, I can understand that. But no, at the yes, same no. time, I'm like, man, I, I want a good nut scene with fucking Kratos or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, just tell the boy, go stand outside, boy. I got some unfinished boy. business in here. I saw I saw a post on Twitter that I think about like exactly with that when it was like me when I put on Paw Patrol for her kids and the look I give her, and it was like just this big eyed like snake look at the kids while he's about to fuck their mom. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, um the way we're going to have to get into spoiler territory to talk about the new one. But, um, so here's the thing. Well, here's okay. Then uh, I hate to just go ahead and get the very ending. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's been out forever and I've played it like four times and I still haven't finished it. I get farther and farther each time. And then I still don't finish it because of my own stupid stupidity. But what exactly is the ending? Like they get to the top of the mountain and they spread her ashes. Yes. Now, come to find out, um, the mountain that they were talking about wasn't the one that you go to toward the beginning of the game. It was actually the one in Jotunheim, which is the uh, the realm of the giants. 
and you, you go through the doors and you know you see just a battlefield of dead giants where the gods have come in and just roasted them oh god so it's like just a bunch of col- dead colossi pretty much yeah pretty much now here's where it gets interesting and a, a lot of people miss this on their first playthrough because it's it's kind of like a one-off and it happens while the credits are rolling and they're leaving the mountain but they see this um i guess it's like this wall of predictions almost um like and everything that's happened in their journey was predicted and it was actually written by the mom right now the crazy part is is that there's a little flag that the boy doesn't see and when he moves that flag he sees the boy standing over his body and what is essentially kratos looks like he's dying and as they're walking away the boy makes a comment Get ready for this one, because I know you haven't seen it yet. But we actually find out the boy's name is not actually Atreus. It's Loki. It's Loki. Oh. He is. Yes. Atreus is Loki. So he's not even... Is he even Kratos' son? Yes. Okay. So uh, in actual Norse mythology, uh, Loki is the adopted son of Odin and the adopted brother of Thor, obviously. And he came from one female giant and an unknown human or something other than human. And it looks like God of War is going with the idea that the unknown man was Kratos. Hmm. But so it makes things really interesting. Also, there's a point in the game where um, he talks about the world serpent and he says uh, he seems familiar to him talking about uh, Atreus now. But what's interesting about that is in Norse mythology, the world serpent is actually one of the children of Loki, which is really wild when you when you get down to it. And um, that doesn't that they, doesn't they, really doesn't really make a lot of sense. It kind of seems like there's a loophole there. Yeah, you know. Um, but the theory with the world serpent is this: the world serpent and Thor at some point in the future got into a and Thor hit the world serpent so hard that it sent him back in time. And that is why you encounter the world serpent. It's it's wild, gonna, man. It's 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 wild. I'm gonna go on a I'm gonna go on a weird, like kind of a tangent here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a weird question about Thor. Uh relating Thor to God of War and relating Thor to Marvel. And then relating Thor to traditional mythology, which which story actually follows along the real story of Thor and Loki and all that kind of stuff? Like, would it Marvel be more true or God of War? God of War, because God of War is taking the more traditional route of mythology. Then why the um, fuck is then why the fuck is Thor in Marvel? <laughs> you know, I've always wondered that myself. Actually, it's kind of kind of odd. Um, so then, in that in that sense. The Iron Man and all of those characters, even Spider Man, they're living in Greek mythology. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with bro, this. I'm bro, just, bro, it'd be so wild if, it, like, in Ragnarok, all of a sudden, fucking Captain America shows up. <laughs> like, oh my you god! You can kill him man. and take his shield, please, please. Oh my god, please. <laughs> Captain Roman shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Roman, fucking love it. Captain Roman. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing with the idea that Kratos is supposed to be dying, right? Uh, at least that's what right. it says on the wall. Now, 
Kratos tries to make it a point, and one of the big themes of the point is the history, the future is not written. We can do better. We can change, right? Yeah, like at the same set in stone. At the same time, though, it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy that that's not the truth because he thinks they think that the path that they take is a different path and a new path and they come to find out it's the exact path that was predicted so that's where things get hazy so is there going to be a possibility of them breaking from the path or will we just see a continuation which will end up resulting in the death of kratos isn't the usual kind of line of things where people stray from the path, but always eventually come back towards where prophecy led them? Yes. And, you know, I think that's probably what we're going to get in God of War. But I don't know that we're interpreting uh, what that vision is on the wall correctly. I think that it's maybe possible that Kratos himself isn't going to die so much as he's going to leave his physical form. It, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, because Kratos at this point is a god, right? And I mean, we know it's possible to kill a god because in God of he War 3, you it. literally fucking slaughter all of them. Isn't it like at the very beginning? I, from uh, let me let me go back all the way to 2012 or 2013 on the PlayStation 3. I never had one, I just watched my cousin play it and I replayed God of 3, God of 3, God of War 3, uh, later on when it was put on the PS4. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, God of War 3, the very beginning, you kill Poseidon? Yes, yes, you kill Poseidon, and then, uh, let's see, I think you, you kill Helios at one point, you kill Hercules, Hera. Uh, Athena dies in God of War 2, you, you roast her. Mm. You kill Hades, that was, ooh, that fucking fight there, oh god. Um, and then Zeus, Zeus is where it culminates, and you make the screen turn solid red. You can keep punching him for three hours if you want to, which is just incredible if you played it on hard mode. See, Nothing more satisfying. I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory about me and God of War. I played one, two, and I played one and two because they were on the PlayStation 2. When three came out, um, it was on the PlayStation 3. It was on the PlayStation 3, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I never had a PlayStation 3, but the the main reason why I wanted to play the God of, God of War 3 the only reason I wanted to go out of my fucking way to beg my parents when I was like, what was I like 16 or something like, Hey, buy me a PlayStation three so I can play God of war three was because like two of my favorite bands, uh, just uh, let me cut out the second one. My favorite fucking band put a song on God of war three on the soundtrack and it plays in the credits. Fucking trivia made a song called shattering the skies above. And I was like, Oh, I want to play this game just to fucking hear it. Oh dude. It was sick too. It was so sick. Fuck. Like, like oh, I God. never finished the game for myself, and that's the only reason why I want to play it. It's just so I can hear that. And the Kill Switch Engage put a song in there too, and I'm like, I just want to. Oh, I just I'm, need it in my life. I fucking need it. Like, if I hear one of my favorite bands has like a song, like when I was, I don't mean to go on a segue, but when I was a kid, like the only reason I wanted to play, I think it was Madden 08, uh, was because Trivium put a song called "Into Into the Mouth of Hell We March" on there. And that's the only reason why I wanted to play it, because I was like, oh, my favorite fucking band put a song on a Madden game. Hey, you know, I mean, like, truth be told, like, if there's one redeemable quality of all the Madden titles, it would be their soundtracks. And side note, this is coming from somebody who worked on the Madden games, just just so everybody knows, like, I actually worked on them. Yeah, they suck. But uh, the soundtrack, (laughs) beautiful, like, well done, like. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah. You worked for uh, you worked for a short time at uh, EA, right? Yes, it was the most miserable experience of my life. See, that's the best thing. That's how you make a game. Uh, that's how you make a game fucking amazing. Or at least back in the day, like I didn't give a shit about ATV versus uh, Off Road Fury or whatever the fuck ATV versus MX Off Road Fury Three. I didn't give a shit about driving fucking motorcycles and four wheelers and shit around. I just cared about going on the soundtrack and hearing Coheed and Cambria and at the time trapped, but it was only that one song headstrong. And oh God, after, yeah. Yeah. After that, I was like, you know what? That song isn't actually that good, but fucking just iconic. Just ramming into my brother and hearing, but like, that's all I was about. <laughs> oh man so yeah um getting back to the game though i think uh i would like to see them improve upon the combat system they implemented because truth be told like God oh, what do you or, mean you know, it was fucking no, amazing no, it was in, it was fantastic and i'd just like to see them improve upon that rather than do any sort of regression whatsoever i fear sequels because you know how sequels can be they they build up a lot of hype and then all of a sudden they're not great you know I don't think we'll get that with this, though. Most sequels are deemed electric boogaloo because they all fucking suck. Exactly. You know, like now Santa Monica is a really good studio and they they do pretty good work. So I'm excited to see what they produce. I mean, hey, um, think about think about fucking Naughty Dog, Last of Us 2, or you enjoyed Infamous 2 from uh, Sucker Punch, right? Yes. You know, yeah. speaking of Naughty Dog, truth be told, Naughty Dog actually broke the mold when it comes to sequels because... Uh, not talking about The Last of Us now, but Uncharted. Uncharted 1, fantastic game. Uncharted 2 is by far and away better than Uncharted 1. And I that's kind of shocking. Enjoyed, I enjoyed Uncharted 2 a lot. When it, I haven't played 3, and I've heard that 4 completely, like the 4 being the ending of the series, or at least the ending to this point, I guess, was the best one so far. Mm-hmm. I think it's still up for debate on whether two or four was better, but it's definitely one of those two because they were both just absolutely phenomenal games. Like, oh man, it, it, we need more games like that. Like, ugh. the shit we're getting yeah. today, man. Oh god. Oh, I mean, god. look, I'm, I, with the with the deal with Cyberpunk, it's like I can, I can disregard it to a point because I. With COVID happening and all that kind of stuff, the world expected to move on to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X a lot smoother than what it did. Besides, let's let's not even talk about scalpers. Let's just talk about COVID in general, because COVID really put a put a what am I trying to say? It put a halt on a lot of things. Like Oh uh, yes, it did. Oh yes, so, it did. Like E3 didn't really happen, so like it was it was really already proven that Super Mario's 35th anniversary was supposed to be celebrated at the be- at, in July was supposed to start the celebration back then. But I'm so fucking sorry if I'm stuttering a lot. God damn, I've had too much to drink. But um, the 35th anniversary was supposed to start in July at E3, but it didn't because E3 didn't actually happen, and Sony and Xbox threw out all their fucking. All throughout all their shit at once, and then uh, Nintendo was like, "You know what? Fuck you." <laughs> you know, c- Cyberpunk, man, um, man, Cyber. But see, that's the thing with Cyberpunk; it was expected for it to only be on the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X and PC. But 
I I can be mad still at the same time because they could have taken the time to show us that, hey, it's not ready for PS4. It's not ready for Xbox One. Let us take more time for those consoles and do all the adjustments that we have to do before we just release this powerhouse of a fucking game onto a system that just can't handle it. Yeah, you know, and, and like, okay, I think the biggest problem with Cyberpunk for me personally is this. This is a game that didn't go in development three years ago. This game's Seven been in development for ten, yeah, for damn near ten years, right? Yeah. And you're like, oof, oof, right? But then the level of the problems, it, it, we're not talking about like a typical, oh, you can just glitch through the map or shit like that. We're talking about people's consoles literally being bricked. You cannot yeah. release a title like that, like it. As much as it would have been unpopular, and as much as it would have caused probably a PR nightmare. The nightmare would have been far less bad if they would have just extended the release date. Just said, hey, look, this thing's nowhere near ready. We need to go ahead and just push it back. And I know they had already done it two or three times, but by God, you should have given a realistic demand. And that has everything to do with the board of directors over there at CD Projekt Red. You have got to stop pushing titles out the door when they're nowhere near ready, man. I think think when it comes to that, too, that's... um I think they also came out and said something about that, about the investors pushing them to get it out. So yes. I think that's also a part of that too, which is whenever that happened, I was full like on board with Elder Scrolls six and like God of War Ragnarok and even, even Resident Evil Village being pushed off as far as possible. Not, not like another 10 years, but being pushed off a little bit to make sure because like people are just now being able to buy the PlayStation fives. Like, because like, well, here, here's the thing. You'll never hear me say that a video game developer is bad at their job because for anybody who has that mentality, I challenge you to go develop a video game and tell me how much it's so easy. It's not an easy task. Oh, dude. It's That's, not an I easy follow, task. I follow this guy. He's he's one of my favorite people. His name is Tyler. I think it's Tyler Glale. I never look at his last name, but I think it's Tyler Glale. He, uh, he's one of the... He's one of the coders, producers, creators, I believe, of uh, The Binding of Isaac. And he's working on a new game with Edmund McMillan right now. And he's constantly uh, putting updates in there and showing all of the bugs of like, look, it's not done. This is why we're taking such a long time. And, you know, it's called The the Legend of Bumbo or something else that they're working on. And I, I have full fucking respect for that, for him to even show us like, look, this is the reason why it's taking so long. This is why like we're taking our time with it because of this bug that we just found this far into development, like holy fucking shit. You see, like here's the thing. 95% of gamers out there, the earliest they'll ever see a game is a beta build version, right? But there's still an alpha and a pre-alpha. And let me tell you, as somebody who has worked on a pre-alpha version of a game, which I've worked on a Star Wars Battlefront 2, I've worked on Madden 18 and I worked on UFC 3. But you take Battlefront 2, for instance, the pre-alpha version of that game, holy shit, right? But you expect it to be broken at that point because the way video game development works is every problem that you fix creates more problems. And that's just how it works. That's how the dominoes kind of roll with the coding. Because once you do one thing here in line 174, line 1407 has been affected by that. Or like just as an example or something like that. Like every every import, export, uh, output, input, whatever, everything has 
a reason for it. And then another thing is going to happen. I, I know what I'm trying to say. I know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Don't you dare try to tell me you don't understand. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Go on, going on my fifth fucking beer. But yeah, it's, it's just that like I've, I'm in college so I can make my own video games. My lifelong dream is to own my own company and make my own games. For God's sake, I have this humongous dream that one day I could either work for Nintendo, which is more than likely not going to happen. But my second biggest dream is to either work for Naughty Dog or Bethesda because I've I've followed them for so long. If I ever work for Naughty Dog, you know, on day fucking one, I'm going to work my ass off to revive Jack and Daxter. I would absolutely love to see a Jack 4. Not another Jack fucking racing game, a Jack four. Yeah, and see, like, that's the thing. It, 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 if people want an example, take it like this. Go into a Word document and have somebody type 700 pages of random ass fucking letters. And then in the middle of those pages somewhere, put one thing incorrect. <laughs> see and how then long challenge them to find it. it. And then tell them, now you have to do that again, but three more different times because you fixing that fucked up something else. And that's how gaming works. Video game developers, most of them don't go home. Most of these, like my dad, who uh, used to be a manager at a video game company, used to tell me they had one coder up there uh, for Plants vs. Zombies when he was working on the artwork for the game. There was a coder that they had in the building that literally they would slide a pancake under the door every now and then just so the man wouldn't die of starvation. Like, you know, these people... That's the kind of dedication that they put in, and it's fucking crazy that they don't get the kind of recognition that they deserve for that. And, and they do deserve it, man. You'll find that most of your problems with video games come from investors and things like that because the people who are actually doing the work, man, there's only so much one human being can do. And you got to cut them some slack. Do you remember watching that show? It might have been me and Chris. Uh, did you ever watch that show with me um, when I was back home a year ago called Mythic Quest or Mystic? Yeah, Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's Rob McElhenney and them. Uh, Rob McElhenney, Charlie Day, and I, I cannot remember his fucking name. I feel so fucking terrible. I love uh, David Hornsby. They all wrote and produced the show and, you know, uh, Rob and David acted in the show as well. But they showed the, you know, besides, of course, the ego of Rob's character and all that kind of shit, um, but showed, you know, that development is not easy. It's not fucking easy at all. Absolutely. I thought they did a real good job portraying that, too, because at the end of the day, man, them people work hard. And yeah, sure, they're not out there on a forklift, you know, lifting things up or out there having to pick up things and throw them on their back or nothing like that. But trust me, the mental abuse that them people are taking from all of them damn words and letters, shit, I don't want no part of that. They can have that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I I commend those people, man. You know, and again, with, with what happened with Cyberpunk, you know, there's that. And then you touched on it earlier. But now imagine all of what we just described in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. With everybody having to work from home and shit like that, like that just makes it 10 times harder because it's not easy. Yeah. Of course it's easy to, to work on a, on a dedicated server inside of an in-house, like, like server and all that kind of stuff. And just be like, Hey Johnson, check this out. I'm going to send this to you. Bloop. There you go. But working from home and, you know, having to do things from like discord calls or zoom calls, whatever anybody wants to do or whatever kind of in-house program that they use it's not as fucking easy as walking to the other office and saying okay let me look at this 
Yeah, you know, and then, um, I mean, as much as me and you have experienced it here in the last couple of months and probably a couple of years, honestly, internet problems. You have to communicate with people oh. around the world. And the internet has a tendency to be shitty. <laughs> like, that's yeah, just what it uh, is. Let's uh, let's let everybody that uh, comes from uh, my Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash landing lag. Um, <laughs> let uh, everybody come from there. Uh, explain to you that uh, I've had plenty of internet problems. I'm, I'm trying to get it fixed the best I possibly can. Updating the router, going on there, doing the uh, fucking with the ports and all that kind of shit. I'm so fucking tired of messing with that shit. But I, I need to get it done some way or another. And I'm just constantly running into problems because of my because of my internet provider but that's besides the point one person that i always want to like talk about the most is uh, i don't know how often you follow smash but you know who masahiro sakurai is right yes yes like there's so many stories of that man passing out in his office and being like brought out like having to be picked up and like brought to a bed and all that kind of shit like that man works day and night tirelessly to get this shit done for us i mean fuck he put out two characters within two months. Well, not him, but like the team, but um, Steve and Sephiroth, like it, most of the time we only get one character a year, if anything, like, but during a pandemic, they put out two fucking characters and they still came out playing perfectly. Yeah, of course there were problems with Steve with a, you know, people being able to, you know, do whatever the fuck they, especially doing that side B and jumping out of the cart and making people jump out or building the blocks and all that kind of shit. But that's a part of the character, but people were, finding a way to misuse that. And that's mistakes that were easily fixed. They nerfed him a little bit, but the fact that he worked 99% the way that they wanted him to shows the fucking dedication that they put in. Yeah, man, absolutely. Like the people are to be commended. If you want to have a gripe with somebody, gripe at the company, but don't gripe at the developers. Man, the developers are trying, they're doing their best, you know? And like I said earlier, if you think you can do better, I challenge you to try. And yeah. then you'll probably walk away with a whole new perspective. You know who's the best person to really kind of put on blast? Uh, not put on blast, but kind of put on a pedestal is a, uh, uh, yeah, Brett's right there. She, I mean, she sees the name every single time she opens up the game. Is Eric Barone or Eric Baroni, however you pronounce it, that man who made Stardew Valley all oh, by yes. himself, all by his fucking self. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You know, like, um, also the, the Among Us developers, right? Um, yeah, that's like three of them, right? That's only yeah, three. That's a three-man just, team. Just a three-person team. Like, I laughed because when I watched the Game Awards this year and Among Us started winning awards, the whole development team was there. And I didn't realize that. But at one point, one of the announcers says, okay, so that right there, that's the whole development team. My jaw at the floor. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh my I'm God. Jeff Keighley, like, Jeff Keighley really knows how to make sure that people get the recognition that they deserve. Like he really makes sure that people realize what these people went through and what they did and how hard that they worked. I love Jeff Keighley. He's one of the best hosts I've ever seen of anything. And I'd love to see him go a lot farther. You see, that's, that's the kind of thing I love to see, man. Like those people deserve all the credit in the world when it comes to gaming, because, you know, truth be told, there's a lot of games out there being made today that um, really probably shouldn't be being made. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the sports games, for instance. Yeah, like, okay, look, if you're buying a copy of Madden 21, I, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for you, bud, because, like, you're just buying an, an, another copy of a game that's already been I was, out. I was just about to say there's there's all kinds of controversy around Madden 21 that it's basically Madden 20 and Madden 19 and Madden and 18. Madden 18 like it, like 
It's the, the only difference, game. the only difference for us when we worked on Madden 18 versus Madden 17 was that they actually updated the graphics engine. They did that four years ago. They haven't done shit since. Like, man, my little brother, uh, my little brother played the shit out of Madden 18. He's like, man, I really love this game. I love the little story mode and all that stuff. And I, I sat there and watched him play it. I was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. But the voice acting was still kind of iffy. Yeah, that's that's actually the uh, portion of it that I worked on was uh, the. Um, story mode or long shot mode is what it was called um it was pretty cool actually well that that portion of it i mean i have madden 20 yeah i think that was the the playstation plus game that came for free like three months no it wasn't oh it wasn't madden it was uh it was uh nba 2k 20 that's the one Uh, i'm i'm fucking looking like a shithead but (laughs) i've never been into sports games like i used to watch uh a friend of ours from high school when he lived with me over at my mom's house, like right after high school, he used to play the FIFA games for a while. And I, I watched him play that. I was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. I didn't think I'd get into a sports game, let alone a fucking soccer game. If anything, well, I'll tell you football. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, EA as a studio itself working for them. You can definitely tell which games they care about and which games are just cash grab, right? The, their sports titles, they're cash grab. But when I worked on Battlefront 2, man, them people were responsive. They were they were on top of it. Like, you told them, hey, man, this is what's wrong. Boom. And they were like, there, all right, what, what, what the hell is going on? But in my experience with Madden, it was like, hey, man, this shit's broke. And they're like, who cares? Yeah, see, with the, cash grab sense of that, <laughs> with the cash grab sense of that with the sports games, you can easily tell because if you go on the Nintendo Switch and you see, like, NBA 2K21, the gold edition is $120, I believe. I'm like, what the fuck is so special about this edition? And I think I think all you get is like some extra Madden Ultimate Team cards or some shit. And you're like, for $120? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> Absolute dog shit. So, Wait. Hey. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her if she could fill up my water cup a little bit more, and she straight up just like looked at me like, fuck you. Me too. Me too. She's the one who drank all the water in here, and she's going to be an asshole about it. Well, so, okay, I'm going to go ahead. Are we, wait, I, I don't want to get off of that subject if we're still talking about it. Are we good or? I think we can move on. Thank you. All right. Uh, the subject I wanted to bring up was something very, very, very interesting that I found. Uh, actually, not yesterday, but the day before. It's it's kind of a weird thing that I found, and I sent it to you in a text, but I don't know if you ever opened it. And I talked about it with somebody in the music channel on Discord. You know, you can join the Discord if you go to twitch.tv slash landing lag. You can find the join the Discord at the bottom, or you can just watch and click, you know, click exclamation point Discord and join. But anyways. Join um, images! <laughs> So, uh, what we did, what I found was, um, have you ever heard of a, of a musician named the caretaker? Yes. Yes. So I I heard his, and a lot of people have heard it. A lot of people have talked about it. I'm pretty sure this is not anything new to anybody listening to this. This is like a cult classic at this point. It's called, it's an album that he came out with called he or she, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, came out with named, uh, everywhere at the end of time. and that album i've only gotten to stage three and that album has completely and utterly already fucked me up up to this point (laughs) it's 
it's an album to basically the stages are the stages of dementia, Alzheimer's and whatnot. Whereas the first stage is easing into dementia and Alzheimer's where things are still familiar. You're starting to lose a little bit of memory, but it's not too bad. You're kind of just forgetting where your keys are. You can't find where uh, another, you know, the sock that goes with this sock is and all kind of, you know, just like kind of standard things. Little that shit, older people. Yeah. And stage two gets worse, stage three, all the way to stage six, of course, where there is no description, where dementia and Alzheimer's has taken over to the point where you forget how to swallow or how to breathe. And this album has completely fucked me up. I've only gotten to stage four uh, so far. I listened to it while I was drawing, uh, while I was touching up on the logo for this podcast. And it helped me out a lot. But once I got through stage three, I... (laughs) I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I just, I got all the way to stage four and I was like, I was almost scared. Like I've never felt this way from music before, but knowing what it was for, how it was, or what it was made for the context and everything completely fucked me up. (laughs) Man, that's fucking art right there. Have you listened to it? No, I haven't listened to it yet. It's, it's an experience. Like I said, stage one is very nice. The very first song is called, it's a, it's a burning something. I forget what the very first song is called. It's, it's a fucking bop dude, but (laughs) uh, stage one is very nice. It's, it's probably the best one to listen to, but it's six hours long. So I wouldn't recommend like, like right now, I guess sitting down and listening to it, but I wouldn't, I also wouldn't recommend being on like drugs and doing it because I know I texted you like, Hey man, if uh, we ever get ourselves on, you know, get our hands on some good ganja we should fucking sit down and listen to this shit for six hours but i think it would be worse than being on dmt and listening to it oh, oh yeah so you changed your mind then huh I'm like oh wait a minute fuck that exactly it's it's a whole experience like hold on let me hold on uh we're at we're at, we're at like the halfway mark right now we're, we're still pretty good so let me search up everywhere at the end of time by the caretaker and yeah the first song is called it's just a burning memory stage one is here we experience the first signs of memory loss this stage is most like a beautiful daydream the glory of old age and recollection the last of the great days right then you go to stage two the second stage is the self-realization and awareness that something is wrong with a refusal to accept that more effort is made to remember so memories can be more uh, can be more long form with a little more deterioration in quality. The overall personal mood is generally lower than the first stage and at a point where confusion starts setting in. That's where it first fucked me up. <laughs> oh God. Stage three. Here we are presented with some of the last coherent memories before confusion fully rolls in and the gray mists form and fade away. Finest moments have been remembered. Oh, finest moments have been remembered. The musical flow in places is more confused and tangled. As we progress, some singular memories become more disturbed, isolated, broken, and distant. These are the last embers of awareness before we enter the post-awareness stages. Oh. (laughs) that. Stage four. Post-awareness stage four is where serenity and the ability to recall singular memories gives way to confusions and horror. It's the beginning of an eventual process where all memories begin to become more fluid through entanglements, repetition, and rupture. Stage five. Yeah. Stage five. And those songs are like 20 to 30 minutes long in stage four. Uh, Stage five. Post-awareness stage five. Confusions and horror. 
More extreme entanglements, repetition, and rupture can give way to calmer moments. The unfamiliar may sound and feel familiar. Time is often spent only in the moment leading to isolation. And stage six has no description. Now that's terrifying. Because if that was the description for the rest of them, oh God. Yeah, stage six. I, I was reading in the comments, there's people that start like... It's it's like a cool thing to sit down and watch. I was watching somebody do it while I was doing it. And uh, somebody was like, okay, uh, I'm going to put down my progress as I'm listening to it. They're like, I'm uh, halfway through stage one. Uh, um, and when I was reading in the comments, they got through stage two, three, and they got to stage four. And I was waiting on their comment. I'm sitting there listening to it and I'm waiting. And they said, okay, I just got to stage five. And I can't describe what I'm listening to, what I'm hearing, and how I'm supposed to feel like... If this is how if this is how somebody actually feels with this terrible inevitable disease, just fucking kill me. True, dude. True, man. We yeah. need a cure for that shit. Like, like I told Natalie, I've told her for years. I said, Natalie, if there's ever a sign of the first sign of um of dementia or Alzheimer's in whatever age I, I'm in, kill me. Don't make me live like that. Just take me out back, bro. Fuck that. Yeah, don't make me live like that. Stuff me like a turkey and fucking kill me. Like, I don't care what you have to do. Throw me off a bridge. Like, I, I don't want to live like that. If I start to forget my wife's face, my kids' faces, my grandparents, like, of all things, in that age, if I start to forget the people that meant the most to me, like my friends or my family and stuff like that, kill me. You see, it's just a terrible thing when that happens to you, man, because... You, you see some of the best people out there, and they they just, they just end up in these terrible places, and it, and it makes you so sad. Have you ever experienced somebody close to you? I, I know it's very personal to ask, but I mean, I have a story for somebody that's close to me that's been through that. But have you ever gone through anybody like that? Uh, yes, actually. Um, it's a it, it it's a surreal thing. Um. Man, like it's really undescribable, honestly, because you look at this person that you cared so much for and you knew at one point cared for you. And it's like that person doesn't exist anymore. There's a shell there where that person was. And, um, like uh, my mom, for instance, uh, her grandmother at one point in her lifetime before she passed, she ended up diagnosed with it. and. The only person her grandmother remembered was the one family member we had that she hated. I mean, hated this person's guts. But for whatever reason, was the only one they remembered. And she loved her. Just huh. absolutely loved her. And you're like, holy oh, shit. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. Like, and, and this was a person, mind you, that had abused my mother's grandmother to that point. It was one of her children. And, um, Man, look, it 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 was devastating to to just hear about it. Uh, one of my great grandparents went through it before they passed away, and uh, similar things. Not not quite like to that extent, though. They kind of just forgot uh, It's it might be a strange cut, but uh, Kanan had to was uh, answering something real quick, but um. Man, that's that's insanely terrible. I mean, not anybody in my personal life. Well, besides my great grandma on my mom's side, my well, 
she's not she's not technically like she's not blood she's because uh, my mom's mom has been married three times and her third husband is the is that that's my grandpa that's pops man that's that's my fucking he's like a brother to me <laughs> more than anything like we're so close it's it's weird to say it like that but um his mom she's in her 90s and the last time i went to go see her every like five minutes she kept on asking have you seen my cat like look her holding her cat like if you see my cat you know she's adorable and we're like yeah grandma grandma betty we've seen we've seen her yeah we've seen your cat and like she just kept on kind of repeating that over and over and we were like okay you know that's that's fine like we just kind of dealt with it it was we didn't try to tell her like you've said that before or anything because whenever you say stuff like that it can either trigger in a good way or a bad way (laughs) and we didn't want either one (laughs) yeah you know more often more often times than not it triggers it in a bad way people tend to see have a tendency to freak out because they start to realize what's happening and i mean it's 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 sad it's sad to see it See, and the the only thing is, the only way she remembers me is we went to her 90th birthday, uh, like, ooh, man, she's up in age. I think she's 97 now. Uh, We went to her 90th birthday like six or seven years ago, and it was was an experience. But whenever I went to go sit and talk with her, man, let me tell you fucking what, this woman, 90 years old, her 90th fucking birthday, sat down in that lawn chair and grabbed herself a Michelob Ultra. And I was like, Grandma, you can still drink at this age? She goes, I ain't too old to drink you kids under the table. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. I wish I had That's those. fucking hardcore right there, man. Jesus Christ. I, I didn't mean to completely go on a segue here. Uh Shit, I was just talking about the Caretaker album. That's that's the good thing about podcasts. And I'm very hope very hopeful that all of our uh listeners are enjoying this and um again this is i I don't know if we said this in the beginning but this is uh going to be a weekly podcast um for now it's um you're mostly going to hear about this from the discord and i I don't know if you'll be posting it uh, or not kanan yeah i'm gonna um, post it on my channel as well yeah i'm gonna post it on uh discord and i I don't i don't know so much about facebook and i don't really don't use facebook but possibly like Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So anybody and everybody that wants to listen, if you enjoy it, I'm not going to ask you to sit down and read it. If you, if you enjoy it, you'll rate it. If you don't, I mean, you'll rate it. It doesn't really matter. You might've only listened to the first five minutes and thought, wow, this is really stupid. <laughs> but uh, I just want you to know that from the bottom of our hearts, Kanan and I are here to entertain everybody and have a good time. The whole point of this is this is just our normal conversations. Yeah, this man, just give us some feedback. Fun. Anything you want us to talk about, anything you want to hear about. And actually, yeah. I'd like to, if um, anybody at all, if you want to join the Discord uh, that Kanan and I are both in, if you see us, uh, whereas my name is Vin Dismantled and Kanan is Chaotic Kane, uh, well, my, in the Discord anyways, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash landing lag. And like landing as in landing strip and lag as in God damn it. And god damn it these motherfuckers you can find me on youtube as a chaotic king yeah so if you want to join the the discord it's it's primarily it's going to be on the the anchor.fm i'm going to put it on there that's the website i need to do that's the website i need to do kane and now i fucking know it and um yes you can join that the anchor is anchor.fm slash juice 
Box FM because Juicebox was taken. Apparently, there's another podcast named Juicebox, and we need to knock them off the fucking map. But um, it's anchor.fm slash juicebox FM. And on there, you'll find the Discord, or you can go to my Twitch at twitch.tv slash landing lag and go to the bottom where it says join the Discord. Okay, I'm done with that. Is there, um, was there anything else? We came with two subjects. We're at, uh, we are right at, we're going to cut, uh, we'll cut off a couple of minutes. So probably about 49 minutes right now, 48 minutes. Uh, what other subjects did you bring to the table? Oh, let's see. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Star Wars again. Um, the Old Republic, the MMO. Man, I gotta say, I am actually impressed with the changes made. Like, they've made it a lot more user-friendly and everything else. It's a real good time. It's a real good time. Um, anybody wants to play with me? No? Just come <laughs> find me. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Just uh, at the end of this, uh, we'll we'll go back and plug all of our stuff again. But um, I actually... It's crazy, man, because I've played this game uh, since... Hell... I started playing it for the first time when I was in tenth grade, and I had a blast. Wait, you talking about? Wait, you talking about the old, like the old Republic, like original Xbox Old Republic? No, 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 no. That's uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one I used to play as a kid. Yeah. See, this is the online multiplayer game. Um, Just basically, it's basically WoW Star Wars is what what we've got here. Wow. Um, (laughs) It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I was impressed though. Like I'm impressed with the changes they've made and everything else. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think there's the player base has increased dramatically, which is what kind of drove me away from the game the first couple times. Is the player base kind of started dropping out? But I guess with the releases of like the Mandalorian and everything else, it's uh pick back up or whatever but that's kind of what i wanted to really talk about is the direction star wars is going in guys i'm not gonna lie to you after the sequel trilogy i was um i mean i'm a huge star wars fan that's just you're talking about seven eight and nine yeah oh god i'm a huge star wars fan and i was um sorely disappointed by what we got but that being said, The Mandalorian, phenomenal. The games they're making, like if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, I strongly recommend it. Fantastic game. Um, I like the new direction they're going in. I hope they can keep the momentum. Um, I think Justin here still needs to watch The Mandalorian. It's fuck, dude. I just, I don't know. It's Facebook moms and all this bullshit has fucking ruined it already. I haven't even seen a fucking episode of this show and everybody... Oh my God, Baby Yoda, just a cutie wooty little pooty kitty pooty kitty. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is just supposed to be like a little bitty alien. Like, why are you making this shit so fucking cute? Like, I guarantee you, this little thing is stronger than anything in the whole fucking universe, and you're making it cute. And they're like, oh, look at like taking little bitty figurines of Baby Yoda, putting him in an apron and shit, and giving him a little ladle. Like, look at Baby Yoda cooking himself a batch of cookies. Like, You know, it's actually funny that you say that because you're right. It, it he is like one of the strongest things in the universe. And see, conveniently enough, he's not exactly nice. He's not exactly nice. That's uh, that's new. It's new. It's what we like to see, boys. 
all I've seen is that fucking meme that, and I loved it for a while. It was so funny that meme of like Baby Yoda changing, like like pressing the buttons in the starship and people putting the radio thing on there. Dude, there's one scene in the show where some shit's about to pop off. Like, look, he carries him around in like this little pod thing. It's like a, it almost looks like an egg, floating egg, right? And they get to this area where I can't remember what planet they're on. I have to go back and watch it. But like some shit's about to pop off and he sees it. He kind of looks up, looks around and he hits the button on the egg and it just fucking closes. He's like, no, fuck this. I'm out. Dude, dude had me killing myself laughing. Shit was hilarious. Like they've done a real good job with that one. But now there's a bunch of other TV shows coming out too, man. Like, Oh, like releasing... I want to see the Obi-Wan one. That's the oh, one dude, I fucking... that's oh. going to be sick. Do you think they'll ever do one for Qui-Gon, uh, for Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Jinn? At this point, man, everything is on the table. Like, I, like I, I know nothing about Qui-Gon Jinn. Like I want to know who the, like besides Liam Neeson, of course, like, Oh, Liam Neeson. Like, Oh, dreamy. Like, I want to know what the fuck his backstory is. Like, where he came from. I think Qui-Gon's probably as close as we ever got to a gray Jedi before Ahsoka. So, uh, okay. So, whenever I think about stuff, like, I've never looked into the complete lore of, uh, besides these... Hold on. I know you can't hear me. I went out of my way to go buy the Han Solo um, trilogy books and I read those like with the Ma and all that kind of shit. And that was fucking amazing to read all three of those books. I would highly recommend it again. Um, But besides that, I know nothing about like certain things like uh, I'm going to throw a weird example here. Whenever you think about Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, there's a mark of mastery where only Aqua and mickey and riku i don't even think mickey i think it's only aqua and riku or i think it's all three they're the only three that have a mark of mastery but like sora ventus um and all these other keyblade warriors don't have a mark of mastery is there a certain thing like that with star wars where there's a true jedi and then there's like um just like ah oh, whatever he he's a jedi but like like ray is not a ray would not have like a mark of mastery is what i'm asking um, something, something like, like that. that. So, so uh, the direction they took Ahsoka in, right? So Ahsoka left the Jedi Order um, right before Order 66 um, because of some shit that went down. And when she left the Order, she, I mean, she was still a champion of good, but she didn't exactly follow the Order's ways exactly. Because, like, here's the thing. One of the biggest hypocritical things about the Jedi was that you're supposed to love everything, but you're not allowed to love. Which is what Anakin struggled with. What are you a fucking priest? Yeah. <laughs> Am <yeah>. I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what Anakin struggled with up until the point that, you know, he finally went fuck crazy and killed a bunch of children. Um, man, it... it so you have some Jedi who don't exactly follow the code. Qui-Gon was one of those. It's why Qui-Gon would never sit on the council. He was like, man, nah, like, this is, the council's not me because I don't exactly follow the code. And I feel like in that aspect, Qui-Gon is one of the most interesting Jedi that we don't know a lot about. Is that, um, that's what do. I'm fucking saying. Like he's, he's yeah, like, dude. He goes against Darth Maul of all fucking characters. And Darth Maul too. Like I know, I know nothing about Darth Maul. I want to know so much fucking more about him. Well, Maul is fucking sick. 
But even then, Maul is not a Sith anymore. Um, he was only a Sith when he was with Palpatine. But once uh, Obi-Wan cut him in half, and he lived, by the way. Yeah, so um, I've heard. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, because he, he was he was the he was the one that showed up at the end of Rogue One. Yes, yes, he was. Yes. The one. Yeah. Uh, uh, spoiler, he, spoiler alert. My fucking bad. Or uh, Solo. Solo is what it was. He so, showed up at the end of Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Solo. Um, he uh, he's more of like a, a dark force user at that point. And you would say Ahsoka is a light force user. But at the same time, one of the things about the Jedi is they don't kill. Right. Yeah, Soka don't give a fuck about that. Nah, it sounds like she don't give, it sounds like she don't fucking, give a fuck about that. It sounds like Batman. Like I never kill. I only put them to sleep. Batman, you fuck you 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 ripped his jugular out of his fucking throat. Exactly, no, and like he's the just asleep. <laughs> he's just asleep. Like you ever notice that about Batman? Side note: but you ever notice that about Batman? Like you watch the show, and he's literally throwing people off the buildings and everything else. He's, he's breaking people's necks, but when it comes to the big enemies, like the Joker, so he goes up against the Joker, he won't kill, I can't kill the Joker, it would be wrong, and I'm like, but you literally just fucking paralyzed or murdered 18 people that really weren't as near as bad as the Joker, just like, extend it, just take it's his not, ass out, bro. Isn't that how Arkham Asylum is, where like, he basically goes batshit crazy, because I never finished Arkham Asylum, but does he kill people in there? I, no. I don't. I don't no, think I'm, so. I, don't think, I think it was don't. Robin. I think it was Robin. Oh man! I'll to this fucking day. Like when it comes to Batman and Robin, it's always going to be the Adam West Batman and Robin Dude. that like I love the most. Dude, same, same. That's for me because like growing up, I, I wasn't like a huge fan of like Marvel and DC. Besides, with DC, it was the Justice League. Like on Toonami, that was my fucking shit. But did you ever watch that one? Yes, dude, that was the fucking best. Uh, the DC Marvel or D- uh, DC Marvel. Wow, mm-hmm. the Justice League on fucking Toonami, the original one. Like that, not Young Justice. In fact, I've I've heard that Young Justice is pretty good, but I have to burp. Yeah, I need to, I need to check that out. Uh, excuse me. Well done, um, well uh, I'm get I'm getting through my next one. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit hazy. So um. <laughs> Justice League was really nice and I enjoyed it as a kid. Like every what well, was it was every Saturday there was a new episode. And uh it just in general, just it, I don't mean to go on a complete segue here. Like I use the word segue way too much and I'm so sorry. I don't mean to 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 branch off to something else, but can I just really say how much I absolutely love Toonami for what it was and what it still is? Oh, for dude. what it's become. Ten out of ten. Like that's fucking Steve Bloom as Tom has all you know that Steve Bloom right like fucking Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop and shit. That's fucking Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom also does Orochimaru, I think, in Naruto. Like that's, dude, I fucking love him so much. And like he's he's like the voice of my childhood. I'd come home after school and Dragon Ball Z would be on. He'd be like, all right. Uh, up next, we're going to watch a couple of insane alien battles between the Namekians and the Saiyans and the humans of Earth and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, just I, I, can, Vegeta. I, can, I can just listen to fucking. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, f- did you just say Raccoon? Vegeta? What? No, I thought you said Raccoon at the end. Like, fuck oh, no, I said, let's go. 
man like growing up like growing up and watching the original like dbz not the kai bullshit but the original the original yeah the original and of course like we all know the story of like it started out with um the company in canada i believe that started with the first voice actings uh the first first voice actors for um for Dragon Ball Z and then it switched over to America where we got Sean Schimmel and Chris Sabat and all of them. And there's a big difference. Once you get to that point, you definitely notice. And I loved it. Like it was fine. Like, of course shows go through their little bitty things here and there, but to the point where if Sean Schimmel wasn't Goku now, I probably wouldn't watch Dragon Ball. Exactly. Dragon Ball Z as a kid, man, that was just, it came out at the right time. That's that's all these shows are. Is they came out at the right Naruto came out at the right fucking time. Dragon Ball Z, the right time. Uh, Bleach, fuck that show. One Piece, fuck that show. (laughs) But those two shows came out at the exact right the the right exact time. You know what I'm trying to say. And they've lived up to the potential that they've that they started with and i actually you made me watch dragon ball super after all the bullshit i actually sat down and watched all of dragon ball super all the way up to the uh to the universe tournament and to the tournament of power and oh my god like dude dude when he goes ultra instinct oh my god i i I lost my shit dude i was i was i didn't know how to fucking feel like had literal chills literal chills what do we call this episode, by the way? It started with God of War, then Alzheimer's. <laughs> what do we call this episode? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the introduction. Uh, the, uh, the, the pilot episode. Pilot, yeah. The pilot. There we go. Let's, let's just go fucking basic bitch mode and just go with that. But yeah, whenever he goes Ultra Instinct, it, I think they did it well. A lot of people are probably going to really shit on my fucking asshole whenever I say this, but um, whenever he first goes ultra instinct, you can tell that he hasn't mastered it. And we and the other angels make it so very clear that he hasn't mastered it. Second time he opens up with it still hasn't mastered it. He's still questioning himself. He looks at his hands and he's not saying a word, but you can tell he's thinking to himself, I don't know what I'm doing. And it comes to that third time. When you see the aura, when you see how fast he can actually move, when you see everybody the- stands up in the stadium and they're just clapping, you're like, oh, yes, he's arrived. Yeah, to the point where all of the, you know, all of the gods of destruction, even Beerus is in fear where he's like, I haven't even mastered that yet. Holy shit, this man, <laughs> this this mere mortal. That makes, that makes me question a little bit more. And I mean, of course, I have a lot of questions like where where there's Goku and uh, Broly, there's Cauliflaw and what what's her name? Whoa, uh, shit. Cauliflaw and. Uh, uh, hmm. It's wow, something. I, cut. Either way, we're just going to call her Carrot. So right, Cauliflaw we'll and Carrot. Uh I'll, I'll fucking remember her name in a minute, but Cauliflaw and Carrot are uh, are to universe what that was universe two, uh, six, uh, six, yeah, yeah, because they're they're the complete they're the counterpart to seven, so they're to universe six to universes sevens Goku and Broly, and that brings up so many questions in my head, 
And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, Cauliflower was able to move so quickly and learn so fast how to move up to each Super Saiyan level. Whereas like Goku had to take so much time, but at the same time, Goku was able to discover Ultra Instinct without even fucking trying. Yeah, you know, I would like to extend upon the girls though. There's something I have to say. All these years, and we finally got a female Super Saiyan. Well, I mean, in GT we had Pan, but she never went Super Saiyan. (laughs) She wasn't a Super Saiyan. Yeah, I mean, she, she. I mean, she could fly, but I mean, so could Videl. <laughs> yeah, so could Videl. <laughs> but yeah, like so, the, I mean, the, the female Super Saiyan, that was cool to see, and then we got the female legendary Super Saiyan, which was even nuttier. Oh my god! Yeah, like who, fucking who would who would win in a fight? Female Broly or male Broly? That is very hard to say because I, well, I haven't seen the Broly suit. Uh, I haven't seen the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie yet, which oh, is apparently dude. canon now. Oh yes, it well, is. It is canon, and I would recommend you not be under the influence when you watch that movie because the flashing lights. Oh my god, it will give you a seizure. You know what I think about <laughs> when I think about fucking Broly? I think about that scene from uh, from a bridge where he's like monster. Broly is not a monster. Broly is. And then like everybody's just like uh, a maniacal uh, psychopath and like all that kind of stuff. He's like, no, Broly is a god or something like that. And Vegeta's in the back just going, oh my god, he's so fucking cool. (laughs) You have to love Vegeta, man. Vegeta just, just... Man, this fucking Akira Toriyama, really, whether people want to admit it or not, he took a page from abridged and really improved upon Vegeta because Vegeta has a good side, like and a humorous side. And he really took that page to heart and embraced it with super. Yeah. Like my only, my only hang up with super is that Goku went from a solid 10 IQ to negative 10 IQ. This man is dumb, yeah. dumb. Like just dumb. How, how much is a hundred million Zenny? Is that more than, uh, is that more than a hundred thousand Zenny? Goku. Goku. Do you not know how to count, my dude? Like, uh, apparently not. My dude's got like, a power level of 700 trillion or whatever. Yeah, but he, can't, he can't count that fucking high. He's got to, he, that's what it is. His power level's too high. His wait, brain's wait, wait, just wait, wait, fucked. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I want to say, uh, there's a loophole here. Because with Beerus, he's done like 5 million sit-ups. What the fuck? Or even before that, he's done 5 million push-ups with King Kai. How the fuck can this dude not know? Uh, it's, it's 100 million any more than a, a 1,000. Like, it, dude, you counted to 5 fucking million doing the push-ups. The only solution is, the only solution is, he just kept doing push-ups or sit-ups until they told him to stop. <laughs> it's the only solution. Well, no, because they never they never stopped him. He would just like he would go ahead and do it all of it, and then like jump up, and King Kai would be like, well, you, "You did it all," and like it, Goku was like, "Yep, I did it all." Like, yeah, oh. you know, you got a point there, man. Look, <laughs> this man can't math. The stronger he gets, the dumber he gets. By the time he gets to the level where he's as strong as like the Omni God or uh, ugh, Omni King. Oh, the Omni King. He's going to get as strong as the Omni King, and like his, his, his he's just going to be. I feel oh like. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, f- I feel like from what I've heard about the. What's the new. What's the new arc? Mata? Mara? Um, Moro. 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 
I don't know why I say Mara. Uh, like it's like it's like Akita. Uh, Akita. Well, no, like I'm I'm thinking of like Akita. Like you know, you ever seen uh, Akita Akira or whatever? Mm-hmm. Greatest movie, greatest fucking uh, animated film of all time. I don't care what the fuck you say. But anyway, and it's set in the year 2019 in Neo Tokyo. So let's think about that for a minute. They tried to set something in the future, and it, you know, it came and went, but <laughs> they tried. But um, um, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I lost myself. Oh, uh, Mara, uh, his name is Moro or Moro? Yeah, it's Moro. He looks like a goat. So, so Moro, yeah, I've seen the I've seen the art of him, and it, he looks fucking cool. I've, oh yeah, he's he's he's, he's badass, dude. But it, in my opinion, when I've I've read a couple of spoilers about Oob in that, which really. They talked. I don't mean to throw a lot of spoilers. I don't know anything about it, but I know that they mentioned Oob when they were talking about um, the first tournament, the tournament between seven and six, when um, Dende was like, there's another fighter that I've been seeing down on Earth that shows a lot of progress. Do you remember Oob, Goku? And Goku's like, yeah, he's the uh, the good. Because whenever they wish back all the good people that died, Oob was the good version of Boo that came back. And um, that made me question. I I called you and I questioned that. And you were like, ah, I don't know. I have no idea about that. But Walker told me about that recently. He was like, yeah, all I'm going to tell you is Oob does show up in the series. And I'm like, it's about fucking time. And Dude, what, he told, sick. what he told me completely changes super for me. And I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil anything, especially if I'm wrong. Oh, dude, that sounds sick. It's about time, though. You're right. You're right. It is about time. Like it's about time for fucking Oob to show up. Like, dude, I I loved Oob and fucking whenever you know in GT in the very beginning, him and Goku were fighting inside of um, uh, Kami's lookout and all that kind of shit. And of course, what, what was it, Garlic Junior? Was it Garlic Junior or was it? Um, I feel it was like it was Garlic Junior. I think I think it was Garlic Junior that made the wish and made the made the Black Star Dragon Balls. I don't know why they're called. Yeah, they're. Yeah, it's the black star because they're blue with black stars. I was thinking they were black with blue stars. Um, but because he he overused it or something, and Dende kept on saying that if you overuse the Dragon Balls, that they're going to crack and become useless or something like that. And they that's what become happened. useless. They become evil. Yeah, and then they instead of spreading across Earth, they spread across the universe. Which I I will admit, in it going back and looking at that. It didn't make sense. It honestly did. It didn't make exactly. sense. It didn't because now there's the super dragon balls and the Namekians have their own dragon balls. And it, it just, it didn't make sense. Honestly, so, like now, now whenever I, I go the back only and thing, think about it. I think one thing we can take away from um, everything in super to, at the end of it with uh, the Omni King erasing all of the, um, the multiverse and then the big dragon from the super dragon balls removing it. I think what we can take away from that is this. The universe has one thing that's greater than the Omni key. It's the super dragon. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right because somebody could just easily wish for them to become the new Omni King. Exactly. So I think the, the, the dragon from the super dragon balls is what actually created the dragon ball universe. It it, it wow. is the end all be all most powerful being. So is is the super dragon? Is he is he the is he the big bang? 
he must was be. He the, was he the Big Bang? He, he he was just out there by himself and he farted and then boom, that was it. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> oh shit! Look at all of this. <laughs> oh man, man! Look at all those dingleberries hanging from me, and he just scrapes them all off, and it makes the universes. Somebody made the very first wish, and he was like, "These people are gonna fuck with me for too long. I need to hide." I'm gonna yeah. take seven planet-sized balls and disappear. God fucking damn it! Well. Uh, I think that's a good stopping point right there. We've uh, gone for, well, my timer says an uh, an hour and 17 minutes, but I mean, after editing that small part and then taking out the very beginning, uh, it's probably going to come out to like an hour and 15 or something. But I think that's a good stopping point. That's a, I I don't feel like we need to go for like two hours. I feel like that's a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good stopping point. Yeah, I and mean, then if we're going to be doing this weekly, it seems like a good thing. So, uh, Kanan, uh, you go ahead and throw all of your shit out, everything you got to flesh out, and what I mean, whatever you tell me, it's going to go in the description for the episode, anyways. Let's see, um, we had a, a small portion of God of War, Dragon Ball, Star Wars, and alcohol. In uh, Alzheimer's, that's that's what we talked and, about for a yes. minute. Dementia, dementia, <laughs> dementia, Alzheimer's. Uh, well, I forget <laughs> exactly. So yeah, just uh, if you want to, I mean, eventually it's going to be like common knowledge what your stuff is. But if you want to plug all of your stuff, what all of your social media and all that is. Oh, uh, I don't have a Twitter. You should definitely make one. It's it's definitely I worth it. I need to. It's worth it. You can uh, put ourselves on a. Uh, somebody added me to a thing on Twitter the other day. It was, um, hold on. Like somebody randomly, I guess they found me on Twitch and they added me to a content creator thread or something. So, like on here, I'm seeing a bunch of people. Like somebody posted a, uh, a Fortnite clip. Somebody posted a WW or a UFC thing. Another UFC thing. Somebody's Twitch. Like, it always just adds you to that or something like you just got to get Twitter, dude. Like, yeah, come on, I'll, make missing one. I'll make one tomorrow. Just send me a text and remind me. Just, um, just think about this. Everything that you see on Facebook originated from Twitter and then found its way there. This is true. This is true. Uh, chaotic cane on YouTube. Look me up, look me up. Uh, and you can find me in, uh, in the, in the discord. Yeah. Uh, go to landing lag on Twitch. And, uh, Hit the link. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, one of the moderators on there and on the Twitch. So if you want to talk to him any fucking time, you can just add him because uh, I have no restrictions on uh, Kanan. So you can bug yeah. him any fucking time you want. Yeah, fuck with me. I'm here. Uh, I mean, I've already said my stuff like a billion times, so I don't think it's necessary. So if you if you want to find anything else, you can just find it in the description. Is that it? Yeah. Got anything That's else? That's it. Um, See you later, bitches. Uh, make sure to uh, send your love and um, a big old bag of cookies. Because <laughs> I like, long. comment, and subscribe. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See ya. Later. All right, that's that was fucking awesome, dude.